Let's go a Viking on Viking Hot Takes. All right, let's go. It's it's Thursday, April 22nd. We're one week away from the NFL draft. We've got nine new Minnesota Vikings. Well, really, we don't know how many, but that's neither here nor there. Either way, it's time for Viking Hot Takes, the fast-moving Minnesota Vikings talk show. We've got Eric Thompson from Daily Norseman. We've got me, Flip Mozzie, from Climbing the Pocket. And we've got the fans yet again in the comments. So buckle up and let's go. Eric, it's been a while, my man. It has. It has been a few weeks, but this is the perfect time to get back together. We are one week away from the evening where we get to add at least probably one player and then the rest of the weekend, a whole bunch of different players that we are going to end up either loving or hating and they're going to be wearing purple in 2021. So it's a really exciting time of year. And uh, it's uh, it's there are there are so many things to talk about. As, so I, I'm excited to, to talk tonight. Yeah, well, we still got to fit it in the 20 minutes. So, Dave, please, let's get the clock rolling. And um, I'm, I'm just going to start with the first question. So, Eric, you know, it is draft week time to do the draft preview starting at the top. All the mock drafts are done. All the big boards have been published. You've done all the research. I know you have. So tell us. I mean, all all these position groups, which one are you drafting at pick 14? Oh, that's such a, a loaded question because there are so many permutations of how this draft could unfold leading up to the 14th pick. And that could all change exactly how I would answer this question. But I, I mean, I personally don't think that any of the top quarterbacks will be there at 14. I think that it's, it's gonna, mm. it's gonna have to be a trade up. And I don't think the Viking, I, I would lean towards the Vikings not trading out for one. So I don't think that the, the quarterback is going to be there at the top of the draft. So I'm going to take that off the table to start. So we have the other three. We've got wide okay. receiver, O-line, and edge. Wide receiver is very interesting because there are a lot of nice players there that might be available, especially if these quarterbacks go early. And we talked about that last time we were, we were on the show together. And so I won't regurgitate all of that. But I think that, you know, we're both on record saying that we're probably OK with getting that third stud wide receiver. You know, if, if especially if it's Chase Smith or Waddle, if they fall to 14, let's go three deep 2.0. That's that that's fine. Still don't think yeah. that's super likely for the Vikings. I think the the other two positions, offensive line and edge, are definitely much more likely. Um, I think, you know, the the two that uh, will probably be off the board are, are Sewell and Slater. I think they're likely gone at 14. Those would be great players. I think they'd be, you know, that's, that's a, a position in need, and that'd be great value at 14. I certainly wouldn't be mad at Christian Derisoff from Virginia, Virginia Tech. I think that's you know that's who we went with at the Daily Norseman SB Nation mock draft, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's a, a good solid pick. That's the good intersection. Um, the lack of certainty around the Vera Tucker from USC kind of makes me a little wary of picking him there at fourteen. I, I think out of all these positions, I think the one that I would go with the most is probably edge rusher because I think that would be that's there's going to be some good. Uh, value there at 14 and some good players and they need that bookend rusher on the other side of Daniel Hunter and with Daniel Hunter's 
future kind of still up in the air. Yes, he's on the Vikings right now. How happy is he? You know, what what's his contract status going to be? My two, two personal favorites, uh, Quiddy Pay and Jalen Phillips. If they're, if they're mm-hmm. there, I'm A-OK with them at 14. Phillips has his injury concerns, but if, if he passes all the, the – if, the, if he checks all the boxes, I, I, I like him and I really like Pay just for his physicality and the upside that he has there. I mean, of course, I mean – Probably they're they're probably going to trade back and because they want that second round pick and they, you know they're going to yeah. make this whole conversation moot. But I think <laughs> that's probably my my order of how I would see it playing out is the edge rusher, O line, then a step back, then the wide receiver, and then a, a very outside possibility quarterback. How do you have him ranked? Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. And when you look at the board, you know the value is definitely there at edge. Once all the what I call them, I call them run to the podium type prospects are gone and we don't expect them to be there so worst case scenario we're staying at 14 and drafting edge but my answer is like you said you know my answer is really none because don't pick anybody at 14 uh and i'm not saying you know make like 2003 and just let the other teams pick i'm saying trade down uh because we're hoping some great players with the quarterbacks going early, great players at positions we don't mm-hmm. need as much. If they fall, even if one of the quarterbacks fall, I mean, Kirk Cousins isn't going anywhere, and we don't have a second-round pick. So I like two top 50 players more than I like one top 14 player. It's a trade-down for me. I know that's kind of a boring answer, but really just trying to get as many contributors as we can and you do that by trading down. Hopefully, you know, a pay or a Phillips is still available when you trade down. Right. And I think that's, I mean, if Rick Spielman's history has taught us anything, that's a definite possibility. And that's, that's, (laughs) there's been a few articles I've read in the last couple of weeks that seems to be the most successful overall draft because the draft is such a crapshoot. The strategy is get as many swings at the plate as you can. And that's kind of what Spielman Mm -hmm. wants to do. And if you can get, back you know if there's a handful of good players and you can move back you know if you're okay with moving back you know into the 20s and getting that in recouping more uh draft assets i i'm totally with you there you get give me two you know potential top 50 players again we don't know anything like no no yeah. one is an absolute guarantee in the nfl draft so if you get more good players in the locker room on the on the roster there's a better chance that they're going to turn out to be great nfl players yeah, so speaking of, you know, so we've we've covered the, the main positions we're looking at. So I'm going to kind of switch to which position isn't getting kind of talked about enough as an area of need for the Vikings heading into the draft. Like what 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 should the Vikings be focusing on or what people aren't talking about enough? So, yeah, it's really about looking at the current roster and who you might be trying to replace, not just in 2021, but looking ahead to 2022, 2023. Yep. When you do that, I think the main underrated need right now is linebacker. Uh, with Anthony Barr showing his contract, probably his last year on the team, it's very likely that's going to be a top need next year. And they don't really have anybody behind him. So, you know, I'm not saying the Vikings need to address the position high, although I do know there are some exciting lot linebacker prospects with Owosu, Koromoa, and Jamin Davis, guys like that. But no, you know, Minnesota, if, you, if you're looking at linebacker, don't go high. Just give me like a real de- developmental backer more than a than a die, uh, more than like a Cameron Smith. Give me a real developmental guy who can start as a role player 
for just a couple of years if we have to move on from Anthony Barr. Yeah, I, I'm definitely with you. That was one of the positions that I had. I have kind of have a handful mm-hmm. of them. And they're not absolute huge needs because I think we've talked, you know, everyone is talking about the ones that are huge needs. We all know that the offensive line is a huge need. But uh, linebacker is definitely there because it it's a drop-off. There are some people there but are you really you know no one i think is ready to fill in that eric wilson role if kendricks and barmas time again this year that i don't think they have even that kind of step down um i think safety is kind of a sneaky one like they're after mm-hmm. harrison smith and yeah adding xavier woods is great to replace uh anthony harris after that it gets pretty dicey so if either one of those guys miss time it, it, in um and special teams too i think that's an overlooked part right now kicker is always a problem for the vikings and are we sure you know greg greg joseph greg joseph was a backup kicker last year and yes they gave him what like thirty-five thousand guaranteed or something like that that's nothing in nfl terms are we sure that they you know maybe they have another kick you know in the kick returner positions i mean kj osborne right. what has he shown us amir abdullah he's been fine and he's a good special teamer but i'm not sure the returner so those positions too so there are a lot of areas of this team yes we know the the big areas but there are some behind the scenes things especially if there are injuries which there usually are in the season that the vikings mm-hmm. are going to have to address some depth and especially i think they're going to have some opportunities to do that in day two of in day three of the draft yeah day two day three you know we're not talking about starting the draft all defense i think a lot of fans will have a problem with that but <laughs> But I, I, you get the need for depth on the defensive side of the ball still. All right, question number three. Uh, you know, NFL draft, this is Rick Spielman's time to shine. There it is. Uh, 15 picks last year. You don't do that without some wheeling and dealing. But I still want to focus on the top, the early round. So how many trades do you think slick Rick Spielman makes during – day one and day two of the NFL draft? Well, um, boy, I'll, I'll set the, the the day one and day two. Like if you're t- talking the top three rounds, I'd set the over-under at about three and a half. Because okay. that doesn't seem very much like very much because the way that Slick Rick wheels and deals. But we all know that he does his best work on day, you know, late day two and the, and the entirety of day three. You know, one day yeah. he's going to fulfill that dream of drafting half of the seventh round. I think he's going to do it one year. <laughs> like he's going to have, you know, there's going to be 32 picks. The Vikings are going to have 16 of them. They're, that's he's that's I think his, right. is his dream. But I mean, I think. You know, I think they will try hard to to tra- trade back in that first round and pick up that second rounder that they lost in the Ngakwe trade. And he's never trade, afraid of trading back a handful of spots on on day two. You know, in he's notorious for you know if they have a pick and uh, moving a handful of spots back just to pick up an extra sixth rounder or a seventh rounder. So I see a few trades, but I would I I think three and a half. I could go either side of that picking it. I think the three or four range, at least in the first half or, you know, the first three rounds of the draft after that, he'll probably end up with 15 different trades. Cause we know that uh, that's I, the, the, the drafts that I have covered at winter park. It's always like, Oh, the Vikings are on the clock. Nope. Just kidding. No, we got We got to yeah. wait a few more. Oh, now they're back on the clock. No, he traded back again. So I, I mean, I, I think that uh, he'll end up with plenty of trades and I would be surprised if the final number of draft picks is nine. I think that'll end up higher that he, you know, as Spielman higher. has admitted himself, he'll end, he likes to end up in double digits. So, uh, uh, but early in the draft, maybe not quite as many as we expect. Right. Yeah. I mean, three and a half, that's a good number. That's a lot of activity for the first three days, but right. you cannot put anything past Rick Spielman. I don't know whether I'd take the over or under on that. You know, my sense is a lot of fans, they've kind of settled on the trade back in the first round logic. 
Um, a lot of fans have accepted the fact that Rick Spielman's just going to wheel and deal. But really, I'm I'm focused on the second round, honestly, because even though Rick take, likes to take those late round flyers, the guy does his best to work at the top of the draft, especially in that second round. I mean, listen, this list is like Eric Kendricks, Mackenzie Alexander, Dalvin Cook, Brian O'Neill, Irv Smith Jr., Ezra Cleveland. Like, if you get drafted in the second round by the Minnesota Vikings, we we've got good things coming for you. Every, every right. second round of since 2015 has been a hit. So yep. I think they have to pick in the second round of this draft. They must do it. And I'm exact. I'm excited to see exactly how Rick gets there. Yeah, that should, it should be fun. So moving on, we got nine minutes left, so we got to keep moving. Keep on moving to we got to keep moving here. Um, so, um, do you think anything is going to happen before the draft? Do you anticipate the Vikings making any moves? Because there are a handful of pretty impressive names still available. Do you think they're going to make a move before the draft this week? No, no. And I'll I'll try to keep it shop short but no i mean why would they wait until now to make the move what do they know now that they didn't know a couple weeks ago um they're clear maybe they're trying to do the bargain bin thing not the offensive offensive line some fans are talking about the orlando brown trade that makes no sense and even from the baltimore angle why would baltimore trade orlando brown right now why would they not wait until the actual draft to see what's on the board when these when these trade partners are actually making their pick. So I don't see them making any moves. Maybe if you want to get really excited, they could trade a player away during the draft, but none of those options are anything I like either. So it's just going to be boring for a week here, and that's okay because next Thursday it gets really exciting. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was hinting at with that question. Is the Orlando Brown one? That, like, that seems to be, yeah. And I have just question. I, I I think he's a good player. It's the fit thing. If the Vikings are going to come come with the same blocking scheme, I just don't know about the fit. But the one right. other name, I mean, Sheldon Richardson's available. If they brought Shamar <laughs> Stephen back, I mean, I'd I'd be okay with it. I don't think that I don't think they have the money for it. I think Richardson's going to get his money somewhere else. But you know, never know, but yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, if it's if anything, maybe they make a a veteran minimum signing move for depth that doesn't make a splash. But I, I'm I'm with you. Right. I think they're holding. Right. I think most teams are holding pat until uh, the fireworks uh, go off in a week. Definitely. Let's uh, let's get to the next question. So you know, the quarterbacks. There's so many of them that people are thinking, hey, maybe one is going to fall. Even on this show, the fans are saying if Trey Lance falls, draft him. People are saying if Justin Fields falls, draft him. So, I mean, will the Vikings make a move either high or low? Do you see them exiting this draft with another young quarterback? Not at the top. I, I, I again, I already touched on it, and and I have a rule about the final week of the draft. Like, don't believe a damn thing you hear because this is this is the part of the NFL calendar where I mean, you should always take everything you get reported with a grain of salt to begin with, but lying is, is at, it's at its absolute apex during this week because it's, it's agents and quarterback or, and GMs. They're just throwing out smoke grenades. Like we're playing call of duty. Like they're just trying to stay, and it's all for their own, their own thing, you know, for their own game. You know, a GM is trying to say, well, maybe we'll draft this guy or maybe we'll trade back just to see what the offers are out there. And of course, agents are doing all their work for their, their new clients to try to get them as highly drafted as possible. So I don't see it early, but, then again, 
Sean Mannion, I don't think the Vikings are going to bring him back. And I'm not personally sold on Jake Browning and uh, Nate Stanley. I don't think they fit the bill as backup quarterback. Again, one of uh, Kirk Cousins' greatest strengths has been his durability over the years. But uh, I'm not, you know, I'd, I'd like to have a viable backup quarterback if the worst uh-huh. happens and, and Cousins misses a, a couple of games. I would like someone better than uh, Sean Mannion in the last couple of years. I think the Vikings got pretty fortunate with that. Um, and I wouldn't mind taking the project. I mean, uh, the Texas A&M kid, I'm dr- completely drawing a blank on his name. Like if, if Mond, Mond, uh, I think. Ke- right? Kellen Mond. Yeah. Kellen Mond, yes. Um, I, you know, if he sl- slides later and if he's still hanging around there and that the, the day two kind of thing, I could maybe see that because he, he's a really interesting prospect to me. But yeah, I, I don't see them doing anything. Uh, again, if Trey Lance is there at 14, my, me as an NDSU alum and, and the Vikings don't take him, I'll just, I, I'll just have to quit because I mean, that, that would be the dream. But like I said, at the beginning of, of the show, I think it'll be much, uh, I think all those guys, those options will be off the board, but I definitely wouldn't mind. I think, and I'm of the school that you should take a, at least one quarterback, every draft, try someone else new, new out. If like it always be looking for the quarterback of the future. It's the it's like the old saying, mm-hmm. the best time to find a new job is when you have a current job. The best time yeah. to find a new quarterback is when you have an, uh, an existing quarterback. I and again, love that. I don't, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know when you want to like, you know, how many more extensions of Kirk Cousins of uh, $40 million a year do you really want? And so I, I, that's I, with, I'm hoping this is the last Kirk Cousins contract extension just for the, the money that it would cost going forward. And, and I'm okay with Cousins. I'm not too, you know, I'm kind of in the middle as far as Vikings fans go. But yeah, I, I would like them to address it at, at some time in the draft. Eric with the analogies come, coming from my guess, my game, but I like that analogy. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love the idea of Kirk Cousins' former fourth round pick, and they just draft another fourth round pick, like a Kellen Mond from AM or a Davis Mills from Stanford behind him, you know, to just set up that entire dichotomy with Clint Kubiak, former former quarterback coach trying to develop his own guy. That would be fascinating, but definitely not at, not at the top of the draft. Uh, let, let's go to the, the last question, Eric, three minutes left. Okay. Well, this is a fun one that we can kind of expand. And well, and before we tie a bow on the, remember Kirk cousins was the second quarterback drafted by Washington the year he got drafted. They drafted that RG three guy, right. that number two overall. So again, always be looking for a new quarterback. But okay, right. so my last one, it's it's kind of a fun one, but it's kind of what everyone's talking about this week because it's you know the big news is you can change your jersey numbers and the single digits are open. That like the, and not to everyone, but just about everyone. And there's there's going to be n- number changes. We already saw it with Hercules Mataafa today. He announced he's going back to 50, but that he could have done that before the rule change. If changed. he makes but, a team, yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awkward because I think the Vikings retweeted his tweet, but um, that's the, yeah, he's probably not guaranteed there. So with the number change rule pass this week, which Vikings Jersey number change would you most likely to see? Cause I have strong opinions about this. What, what would wow. you like to see the most? Strong opinion. So I love, I love stupid uniform number conversations. I mean, so I'm glad we have a couple like, minutes. I don't think they do the Jersey number things right in the NFL, but and. I was also kind of just against it from a fan perspective because, like, fans who have the jerseys, they got to reconsider what they're going to do. So I was thinking at least grandfather it in. But I do think there are some good options from Minnesota. I'm just going to rank the top three. 
Um, well, first, a funny one would just be I, I only did call it going back to college numbers. So if Eric Kendricks goes back to his college number, I had that number one, six. Yep. You see, there it is. Beautiful. I don't think that looks that great. Maybe the fans in, in the comments can can tell us how that looks. But that's that's an option there. I think number two is uh, his counterpart, you know, doing the six and the nine. I'm sure. No, but I'm sure that's an option. But Anthony Barr, <laughs> UCLA, that 11, that looks good. And I think that would look good in purple, too. Uh, but number one. And it's like no contest, and he's already talking about it. Dave, throw it up there. It's Dalvin Cook running with oh the number four jersey. He looked so good rocking it at Florida State. And the guy's just, he's a hes a dragoon, man. Get him slimmed down. The 33 looks terrible on Dalvin Cook compared to it's that number number four. Yeah. So he's, oh, he's going to buy up all his jerseys. It's expensive. It's not easy for players to, to switch their numbers. But number four on Dalvin Cook, that's my pick. I like it. I, I was with you on the bar and Kendricks. I lo- go back to their UCLA numbers. It'll make them look younger, I swear. Uh, right. Justin Jefferson <laughs> Justin Jefferson going back to number two. I bet yeah, Britton Paul could go out of there. Give me all the single digits next year. I just wish the defensive lineman could get the, you know, like a big old, like number nine right in his beer, beer gun. But they can't do that. They still got to stick to the lineman numbers. But they, overall, they I love it. They still got to stick to numbers. But yeah, yeah exactly. I- like, like, could you imagine like Dalvin Tomlinson rocking a nine? Just, just, just a single digit, like, <laughs> we, like having the having the old school college half jersey, you know? R- yeah, r- r- just roll level. up, roll awesome. it up yep. under the shoulder pads. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We're out of time. We're having fun, and the fun's going to continue next week, y'all. Um, ho- hope you enjoyed our draft preview show. You don't need all those Mac drafts. You don't need all these big boards. These draft preview shows. Just 20 minutes with Flip and Eric. You got everything you need for the NFL draft. Eric, take us home. Hey, I am so excited. One week from now, we're, we're getting we're getting new Vikings. We, we we need a lot of them still. So it's uh this is this is a blast, and uh, I, I I can't wait for the NFL calendar to get ramped up. Neither can I. Y'all have a great week. Skull Vikes. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull, everybody.